Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. Hello, and welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast. I have the pleasure of having Saloni Singh with me today. And in the absence of her bio, I'd like to create her for you. Um, my experience of you, Saloni, has been that you're just pure light and love in the world. And when I say light, I literally mean just the buoyancy of air. Um, and simultaneously, like the light that comes from the sun. And, um, and just encapsulated in, in a pure energy of love. And so I know that, you know, you are also a very powerful coach um, who has transitioned from being a Western medicine healer, but I dare say that you're now just a, um, a whole well-being healer in your, in your new profession. So that that's who I I've created you for myself. Thank you so much, Cordelia, for this beautiful, beautiful creation of me. And I receive it with all my love and grace. Thank you so much for having me here. You're very welcome. So, you know, tell me the story. Um, I'm wondering how did you begin your path of being? Oh, that that goes really long back, to be honest. I would say when I was a young girl, I always was very, very curious. And uh, being born in a household, Hindu household, where I would wake up with my mom chanting Gita. And she used to wake up very early morning at 4 a.m. We would still be sleeping. And it was the same room where we had the temple inside the house and also our bathroom so we would be sleeping but I could hear this chance of Gita she would read Gita every morning so that was my you know earliest memory and I would ask her questions like why are we born why are we here what is the purpose of you know our lives and all these things she didn't have many answers though and we used to sleep under the sky at that time so we used to have open areas where we would just sleep under the sky so I used to literally talk to stars so I feel that my journey of being starts from here, the curiosity. Now, being a good student, I became a doctor, I became a gynecologist. But in the very first year of my you know, medical college, I realized that uh, I'm in the wrong place. It doesn't feel right for me, but I just didn't know what to do with that. And I kept going. As life takes, I got married with my best friend from college. He's also a doctor. We both went to the UK for Royal College Studies and uh, working there in London, you know, in a very highly specialized hospital and very good post, 
I just felt that it's kind of a validation because there was something constantly I felt was missing. And it gave me that validation that what I'm hearing since very young age is something like my soul is whispering for a different direction. And I was on my maternity break in 2006 and I started to look for careers in psychology and spirituality. I knew that my second daughter is coming. I don't want to go back to uni and spend many years studying. And I just was looking for something that will give me opening to venture into this field. And I a pop up, a workshop pop up called Life Coaching, a free event of Life Coaching. And I'm like, let me go and see what it sounds very interesting. I went there by the evening. I called my husband and I said, I found it. And he knew that there is a calling. I'm talking about there's something my soul is calling. I don't know what is it. I said, I found it. This is what it is. I just want to be a life coach. And his was like, sure, he could feel the conviction in my voice. He said, go ahead. I'm like, okay, I'm signing up. <laughs> so I signed up. I started my training. And once I became a coach, there was no looking back. So I resigned from my job as a gynecologist. I started my journey. And that was my journey, beginning of spirituality as well. I found my first mentor into Dr. Robert Holden. Uh, he's a psychologist who did research on happiness and a lot of his work is around love, around being. That's where my journey began. And uh, then I moved back to India because I realized life coaching was something very new in India at the time. People didn't know anything about it, but I really wanted to work with people here. And as I say that the life came full circle and uh, three years back when COVID happened, and on, on my morning walk, I was listening to a podcast and I heard Gary Mahler. I just felt very deeply connected with what he was saying because in my coaching journey, I realized it was not about doing. It was not about what I was doing with my clients or what they're doing. It was more about who am I being? That creates a shift in my clients. Who am I being? That creates a shift in my coaching practice. And I felt that exactly that's what he was talking about. I connected with him. I hired him as my coach. And for my, you know, in my journey, I wanted to go further. And uh, that's when I came to know about Steve, as he used to talk a lot about Steve, his coach. And then I saw that video on internal commitment, which created a huge shift for me. For the areas where I wasn't showing up fully, committing where I was limiting myself, where I was doubting myself to go in the world, create the way, you know, I wanted to create my coaching practice. So that kind of uh, really became full circle and solidify, I would say, what I was feeling for all those years. And so these were two main things uh, that happened with my work with Gary. And I would say uh, trickling from Steve to through Gary to me as well was uh, one was really being fully committed to my path 100%. And the other was being unconditional love. Mm -hmm. When I wrote my document for the first time in 2020, the first sentence that came, I sat in meditation and then I let the document come through me. I, I never thought it would happen this way. But the first sentence was that I am unconditional love. Mm. I am presence. So from there, I just started to embody, work on that more and more to embody that in every interaction, everywhere, whether it's my client, my family or a stranger. So that has been the journey and it's continuing. <laughs> yeah. I love your whole answer, like from beginning to end, because it 
it answers another question that's been percolating for me since I went to India, which is being comes from India, <laughs> you know? Um, so, uh, and of course you, you said that at the beginning of your story and then the meeting of the East meets West because you went to London, right? With your medical studies, but then you were, you wanted to come back home to help people here, right? Because here's the thing, right? Sometimes when you grow up in a thing, you take it for granted and you need that reawakening. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love how you, um, shifted your being and you're you're being more present in your coaching practice through your work with Gary Muller with the trickling from Steve. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm wondering like what have you seen um like what difference has occurred since you started working with Gary versus all the years prior to that? Mm, what a beautiful question. You know, I think it was in the very first session that shift happened. I was talking to Gary and I was telling like my mother, she's a synonym of service. The only thing I have seen since I'm born, her just serving, serving, serving. Though one thing that Gary taught me and which I had seen was service, he said, service includes you serving and that was one thing I never saw my mother doing. So when we grew up, we used to tell our mother, you were doing too much. She would do anything and everything for others, sometimes at stake of our own health. Like we have weddings here. And I remember my Masi, which my mother's sister, there was a wedding and my mother wasn't feeling well. Still, she's the eldest sister. She would do everything by, by her own hands. She would make things and do things. And would say, please take rest. You are not taking rest. So service is like giving, giving, serving, just loving, caring, nurturing others. And that's what I saw. And somewhere we imbibe that in our culture a lot in India, especially I've seen with other people as well. For us, serving means just providing and giving to others. And what Gary taught me was that, yes, that's service. You give selflessly, you provide and you are also serving yourself. You include yourself. And I'm like, hmm, I never thought it that way. And that made so much sense because that's what I was trying my, uh, you know, to tell my mother as well, that please take care of yourself as well while you're nurturing us and all the extended family. We have huge extended family here, you know, is <laughs> in India. I so, know. No party, uh, Diwali party, uh, wedding party means hundreds of people, and they all are families. It doesn't even feel like extended family, it's just like your first family, a lot of people. And we love to make things, you know, cook for ourselves and feed to everyone. So it was more about, yes, service that includes me. And And how it shifted in my coaching practice earlier, the way I was charging was very less, and I would hesitate you know, charging more. And uh, I would always feel like, oh, I'm serving. And that was kind of holding me back, going out full. I remember a client I worked with and uh, after six months of work, uh, he got very busy in his business. I knew that there's a, a lot of things is still holding back and I must serve him more and he should take 
more coaching to go deeper into the limiting belief still he's holding. But I didn't say that. So what shifted for me after, you know, coaching with Gary, I started to tell my clients, no, you, you need a full year. We need to work a full year for all that we are seeing here. And I could say that with, you know, power, with conviction. And they would come back and say, you're so right. You're so right. This is so deep. This, this, you know, what I'm feeling there with this client I'm talking about. Actually, he came back to me. And this time I told him, I will not coach you less than one year. And there was a <laughs> deep, deep, you know, fear of abandonment uh, from his childhood he was carrying. I said, it will take time. We'll walk through it. We're going to completely overcome that. And that happened. That happened. So this shifted. Though I, I changed my fees. Because as I kept reminding myself, service includes me. Yes, so I'm, I'm serving people with all my love and same love I give to myself. So yeah, that was the biggest shift, I would say. I love that. So I'm hearing you say that you learned that service begins with self-nurturing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And And that's the real essence of unconditional love too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Taking care of myself, not being harsh on myself, <laughs> taking rest when needed and uh, forgiving myself if I'm not able to, you know, fulfill my own expectations and really seeing myself through eyes of love. The way I see my clients, I could see that. Like I'm so much love to them, but for me, I wasn't that loving, that kind. So that all started to shift. And that was the difference I noticed. The way I looked at service, you know, from my mother's eyes, people around me in East, it was more about for others. There was no conversation about self-love. I never heard about it. Self-service, there was no, no concept like that. Versus when I, you know, worked with my earlier mentor, Robert or Gary, especially, it was more about, are you giving it to yourself? Because when you do that, it's so naturally, it's like you are a fountain now. It's just naturally flowing out of you. That's what started to happen then. Yeah. Yeah. So you were loving your clients more fiercely by charging them more and demanding more from them, right? Like no more three months, no more six months, one year. We're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> yes. yes, that was <laughs> Fiercely loving them, telling them this is required. This is required. Yeah, let's not shy away. Let's go much, much deep. And let's, let's crack it, make it happen. 100% commitment. So it was like all in. I'm all in and I want you all in. So I started to choose my clients very clearly in the first interaction. I would tell them, this is what it takes to work with me. Nothing yeah. less than this. All in. Yeah, that was a shift. It was a huge shift, I would say. Yeah. So I heard you just use this word commitment. And there's like a section in the Ultimate Coach book about commitment. So how has your relationship with commitment helped you to step more into your leadership? Big time, big time, I would say. So the first thing is about knowing my commitment. I use the word devotion. So when I say I'm fully committed, I feel I'm fully devoted to the divine in me. That's how I started to see commitment. 
because earlier I would get distracted. Repeat that just for the people in the back that didn't hear that. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, sure. So I love this word anyway, devotion so much more. And I started to see my internal commitment is me being devoted to the divine in me. That's how I started to see this. And what shifted earlier, sometimes, you know, I would get distracted by, you know, the shiny objects. Okay, I need to go on social media and do this or do that or something else or a new program or new this. And and then I would just bring myself to my commitment. Where am I standing? 100% devotion in this moment, right where I am to myself, to the person in front of me, to this moment. So that Commitment, devotion, as I'm saying, really, really enhanced the leadership in me. I became so laser focused. I would say laser focused. When I said that I am being unconditional love, that's who I am. Then it's like nothing can move me from that. And I I chose this statement, which Steve has shared in his document. And that had the biggest impact on me. No one is worthy of my judgment. And everyone is worthy of my love, including me. That was the biggest part. And this devotion to this particular commitment, this declaration, every time I judge myself, my family member, anyone, I'll keep coming back to that. And it really was bringing the leader, the loving leader, you know, enhancing that, bringing that out of me, that yes, I can stand in this knowing that yes that's true I can start to see everyone with eyes of divine love and it was not anymore a concept so earlier you know you know in India namaste means I see the divine in you and I knew that for long I knew that and I tried to feel because for us it's it's very natural we do namaste to everyone so you know when you something like on a daily basis and every moment you see anyone it's like you're not paying attention that much. It's like an autopilot more and more. Rather, people invest might see namaste more seriously, I would say, because for us, it's like, hello, we do namaste. So simple, you know. But I started to pay attention that, yes, what I'm saying, I'm really committing to see the divine in you. It's not just like a fleeting, you know, thought. It's not just like for the saying, for the concept anymore it's more like that's what I hold myself true for that's what I'm devoting my life for I love how you were talking about you know namaste like the actual meaning of the word and how perhaps me as a visitor to India took that meaning on a lot more seriously than you because it's hello for you. And for me, it's like the divine in me sees the divine in you, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I had, I was thinking about that interestingly enough when we had our little blip and I was like, let's see, I guess I did, you know? So like walking down the hall at my hotel, you know, the um, sometimes there would be staff in the hallway and and I would really stop with each one and just really pause. And they just sometimes looked at me and smiled a lot, you know, <laughs> and, and 
um, perhaps it was because of that, because they don't pause anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it can become an autopilot, but now I just am paying more attention to it when I'm doing it. Yeah. So taking that pause that you're mentioning and really noticing that this is what it means. Am I paying attention? Am I really noticing the divine or just doing the, you know, like a chore? <laughs> like just <this Right>. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, that is really, you know, something to give presence to, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's an opportunity all throughout your day, you know, as you interact um, with people on the street and, um, you know, your people in your house and and your clients and so i love that i i, I also want to bring up you you mentioned just really in passing all the doing that we tend to do when we start these online coaching businesses or any kind of online business which is being on social media now what i notice is like me you like to play with music and images i love your reels <laughs> <laughs> they're you. so fun <laughs> yeah, I'm a Bollywood fan. <laughs> to say. And a good dancer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, like, is I mean, what what I've used social media for, and and mostly Instagram is really just to do that. It's like Cordelia, don't take it so seriously. Let's have fun, right? It's to be social. And I see that that's the way you're using it. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. To be honest, I'll tell you a shift that happened for me. Rather, I was thinking to record it. You know, social media, it's something I have been very active, not very, but active throughout. You know, I do take breaks. Like sometimes I just go off social media for a month or so, a digital break. I do that as well, just to be more with myself. But social media, even though being active, I noticed that used to overwhelm me. So when I go on social media and if I see there are so many posts and so much going on, so many people are connecting, every day I'm getting requests and people tag me, I would just get overwhelmed. And I noticed when, just before the event actually, I noticed because a lot of people were connecting and that I was telling this to my friend, to my daughter. I told it my husband that I'm just getting overwhelmed. I'm just getting overwhelmed. And I was telling Pucha that I'm just getting so overwhelmed with social media. And one night I was just sitting and I thought, okay, what am I telling myself constantly? (laughs) I just came to this realization. Who am I being when I'm telling constantly I'm getting overwhelmed? While the truth is, I love connecting with people. I absolutely love connecting with people. I love having fun. And I love seeing people's beautiful, you know, pictures and what they're posting. So I consciously created that I love going on social media. I love connecting with people. And I choose how much time I stay there. Because that's a very conscious choice. So I have a fixed time for me. If it's 20 minutes, that's it. 20 minutes, my my app is off because I put a timer and I can't go back. So this is something I've chosen because this is the kind I want to time I want to devote there. But I chose like, okay, who can I be to enjoy it more? And I thought, wow, I love connecting with people and I'm so much, I'm having so much fun while I'm there. 
that shifted a, a lot that shifted this a lot actually and now this is how i'm feeling so every time now i'm going facebook or instagram or linkedin i'm just having fun and naturally whatever comes through me i just post if i want to otherwise i'll just connect with people and the overwhelm is gone now <laughs> i love that yes see so simple mm. words create your world well, yeah, I just want <laughs> to joy simply. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. So it's it's another way to hang out with people without getting on a plane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's so much fun, and you feel you are you together. You feel that yes, you're connected. You have this extended, you know, family all over the world, and and you feel each other. You see each other. So I started to see the beauty even more. No, in that. Yeah. Mm, thank you. Oh my goodness. There's so much gold in our conversation. And, you know, I I'm sure for our viewers and listeners that, you know, they're enjoying and learning and listening to this conversation as if it's about themselves, because mm. that's what the conversations from being are about. So I just, I thank you so much. I'm so grateful for this time with you today. And I'm I'm wondering, is there anything else that you'd like to put into this space? Yeah, one thing that specially came to me during the co-creation of the ultimate experience and on the day. So I had shared that my dream, one of my dream was to meet my coach, Gary. And I love him. Absolutely. I love him so much. And I told him that this is one of my dream. And I always somehow in my limited mind, I thought, because Canada, he he's based in Vancouver, currently living in Tokyo. And my mind, Canada or Tokyo, it was never my travel list. And um, I thought maybe in eight, 10 years time when both my kids are settled and I'll be traveling the world, then one day I'll go to <laughs> and meet him. And I told him, definitely, uh, in this lifetime, I'm going to meet you and hug you. But I never thought, like, just like magic. And he told me, like, when the event was, uh, you know, um, uh, announced, I told him, like, will you be coming again? He was like, no, 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 it's my wife's birthday. It's just not possible. And I was like, yeah, I understand. And then just happened like a miracle. He planned, he was being part of panel speaker and he came to India. And when I met him and hugged him, I was like, this is what I told him, Gary, everything is possible. Mm. That's what I got it. And I literally got it so deeply. Like if it's possible, I never thought I'm going to meet Steve and Amy. I've spoken to them in Zoom before. I had interviewed Amy for my podcast a couple of years back and I loved, you know, uh, her being, but I never, ever thought, even in my dreams, that they would come to India and we will get to meet them and so many people who have connected over Facebook and feel like family. So this was the biggest thing that got reiterated. Earlier, I used to say that to my kids, everything is possible. This time I realize, you know, it was more of a concept for me, but this time it literally got soaked into my being, like every cell of my existence, my being was feeling everything is possible. Anything is possible. It's just 
it's about me allowing my desires to come through me, feel them. What is coming through my heart and soul, not from your mind, because in my mind, it's always limited. That's what I feel. A lot of people ask me, you know, how could you do that? Gynecologists earn a lot and it's so much, such a great career. How could you change? Did you not think? And honestly, I did not think for a moment because the only thing that I felt was coming from my heart and soul. There was no mind involved like, oh, I didn't know anything. How am I going to earn as a life coach? And even when I became and I resigned, I was like, literally standing. Okay, who do I coach now? I have no idea. <laughs> it took me a good, good few years to kind of understand, oh, I need to tell people I'm a coach. I need to do this. That's when people will yeah. come to Yeah. And, but the thing is this, when you are connected deeply with your heart, with your soul, with the source within you, and that's guiding you, Allow that desire to come through you and anything is possible. You can co-create it with the source. And that's just so deeply I know that. And I hope everyone know that. And I really hope every good, everyone could feel that in the ultimate experience in their event, the way I felt it. I, that's, that's my loving wish for everyone that they just deeply know in the fiber of their being, they can be whoever they want to be and co-create whatever they want to create with the source in this life. That's it. Let it just come through love. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, I agree that that does make our conversation complete. Thank you so much for being with me today, being with us today. And for those of you who are listening and viewing, share this with another soul, share this with another heart, and always consider who you're being. Thank you. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach Book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.